This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Do you suffer from poor podcasts? Wish you could find a podcast that wasn't boring, but didn't bombard you with vulgarity or get into the latest politics? Want a podcast that's actually from lifelong gamers and not just personalities? Introducing the Multiplayer Gaming Podcast. Side effects may include actually enjoying your podcast, learning about awesome games you may have missed, gaming news, fun game reviews, and laughter. If you experience lightheadedness, dizziness, or nausea, please continue to listen anyway as we assure you it'll be worth it. Oh, and check out MultiplayerSquad.com to get bonus episodes, early access, ad-free episodes, exclusive Discord perks, giveaways, basically everything cool. Check it out to get everything cool. Now on to the show. Hello, fellow gamers. Thanks for listening to the Multiplayer Gaming Podcast, run by three dads who love gaming. Today is Thursday, which means it is time to break down This Week in Gaming, where we've selected a few news stories that we thought would be fun to talk about for the next half hour or so. Please remember to rate our show five stars and leave a written review if your podcast app allows. It really goes a long way helping our show get discovered. You can also connect with us on socials at MultiplayerPod or on our free Discord server by following the link in the episode description. And lastly, if you want to help support our show and keep it running while also getting bonus episodes, check out our Patreon page at MultiplayerSquad.com. We release two Squadcast episodes every month, which are only available to supporters, and they are much more laid back and far more chaotic than this show, that's for sure. I am your host, Paul. Joining me, he loves competitive first-person shooters, and he's just forging ahead, hoping to get his hands back onto one of our favorites from the last couple of years. It's Josh. Oh, buddy boy, I do love me some competitive (laughs) shooters. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, there is there is a mode coming out <laughs> that I'm very excited about. Coming back after quite a while. And joining us, I never rob a bank without him. I'm not sure if he's the Bonnie to my Clyde or I'm the Bonnie to his Clyde. But in any case, banks in Miami are on notice. It's Michael. You know, it kind of goes both <laughs> ways. You've never robbed a bank without me. True story, you've also never robbed a bank true. with me. <laughs> both are at true. least that we <laughs> admit oh man uh i'm so i thought you were going to give me the irony of josh's intro because i'm like looking at the first story we're looking at and i'm thinking <laughs> the whole time i do not care i have a yeah. very strong opinion on everything every single article we're going to cover today except for that one so you guys will talk a lot for that part <laughs> as a joke i was going to say michael might not say a word for the first 10 minutes of <laughs> it's, i was just thinking the exact same thing i'm like well guns are fun 
Sometimes oh, in games. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? Uh, I think we want to let the people know that our Squadcast episodes that are only available to Patreon supporters are an awful lot of fun. Uh, the only thing I have to say, guys, is just don't eat centaur meat. <laughs> and, and that'll make far more sense no, if you support you know the what? show and get the bonus episodes. Hey, don't listen to Paul. Eat away. <laughs> eat away. You're safe. Okay. I, I seriously, I, this sounds like a shameless plug, but... Please support the show just so you can listen to that episode. <laughs> I mean, we recorded it, you know, just a bit ago, and I, I just have to say it's bonkers. And if you if you're, yeah. I mean, it support starts at five dollars a month, but seriously, it it's so worth it just for the two two hours or, or two episodes of bonkers that you get every single month. So yeah, it's there's so much fun to record, and and the the response has been good, so we know people have been enjoying it. All right, so hopping into this episode here this Thursday, what an exciting week for news, guys. I feel like there's an awful lot to talk about, but let's just jump right into Halo Infinite's Forge mode. Michael, go ahead and get some shut-eye. We'll we'll just start shouting your name no, when we get no. to a topic you care about. <laughs> okay, because I don't want Michael to tune out on this, because I have already seen some very cool things that people are doing with Forge that do not involve shooting. Very true. In, in fact, some of the most famous modes in Halo, like Griffball, yep. include no shooting whatsoever. Yep. And those things were birthed out of uh, Halo 3's Forge, I, I believe, is, is mm-hmm. when Griffball was invented. So, you know, uh, Josh, you and I did a deep dive on Halo Infinite. And overall, what were our thoughts? Great. It, it's a great game. The PvP is great. The campaign is phenomenal. It, it, overall, very good thoughts on Halo Infinite as a whole. And when's the last time we played it? Uh, probably right around when we did that episode. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> and part of the problem is it felt like it was becoming a little bit stale. I, I think yeah. that's fair to say. And we've been waiting for Forge Mode for quite some time. Now, if anyone out there isn't terribly familiar with Halo and specifically with Forge Mode, basically it's just giving the community all the tools to build and create whatever they want. You can build your own levels from scratch. You can combine weapon abilities together to create new weapons. You can change all kinds of parameters in the game. And you really can do some pretty amazing stuff with it. And here over the last week, we've been able to see a lot of leaks of what the community's been doing with Forge Mode, because even though Forge Mode has not yet released, 343 put out an update that did release the code, and of course, people are very smart, they've been able to figure out how to access all of it, and so we've been able to see what some of the early things people have done with Forge. So, Josh... What do you think about what we've been able to see so far in these leaks? I, I absolutely love it. I Nobody quite knew how much uh, ability they were going to put into people's hands with Forge Mode. Now, historically, they've given players a lot. But with Halo Infinite, we just weren't sure. Um, you know, Halo's had its struggles, uh, you know, in the multiplayer and some of the issues and things like that. So I feel like everybody, the general consensus is, is like, hey... They're struggling to do do what they want with Halo Infinite right now. We're still waiting on the co-op campaign to come out. Yep. Um, you know, Forge Mode, they've been talking about it, but it still hasn't been released yet. Um, but all of that said, good things come to those who wait. 
And this is why I want Michael to not tune out because, yes, you know, people are going to make cool maps. They're going to recreate all the maps that they wanted from previous Halo games that don't exist right now. I'm very excited (laughs) for that. Yeah, exactly. Blood Gulch (laughs) is the first one that comes to mind. So, you know, we're good. Very soon, we're going to have all of our favorite maps to play, which is going to be great because you're going to have the, the, the crisp, tight gameplay of Halo Infinite, but with the older maps and things like that. But, where it's really gotten cool is people are recreating like Silent Hill. So yeah. the the PT game that was never released, um, somebody has recreated that in <laughs> Halo Forge already. Michael's um, ears literally right? just, he literally just <laughs> he literally turned literally and looked at up. us like you know, and it's like um, the there somebody recreated the upside down that, from Stranger no, Things. That's what I want to talk about. I just I woke up for a second. Sorry guys, I was uh, I don't know if you heard me snoring or not. It took a minute. Um, I read Portal Guns. Like people yep, are making yeah. Portal esque levels. Uh, the upside down <clears throat> Fortnite esque building. Who, who cares? While running mechanics, horror experiences, and much more. Uh, that's from uh, Hidden Xperia at, on Twitter. At um, but uh, I, that stuff sounds really cool. Am I still shooting guns against other people in those, or is there other mechanics we're using? Is there uh, also can I play Reinhardt in this new uh, Forge? <laughs> well, funny enough, you do know Halo does have a gravity hammer, which basically kind of works like Reinhardt, where you smash it over someone's head. Yeah, there you can do whatever you want in these modes, Michael. So I don't know if you've ever even heard of Griff Ball. It's literally like rugby. I'm where sure Griff it, is a nice guy, but don't go to <laughs> <near> that ball. <laughs> yeah, so they they create two teams going against each other, and you have a ball in your hand, the Griff Ball, and the rest of your team has swords and hammers. And your goal is as a team to strategically move across and for you to reach the other goal and you score a point. So literally, this is like the Overwatch workshop. What do they call it? I don't even remember. Arca- uh, uh, the, the workshop, game browser. Right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Workshop, yeah. They literally can let you rebuild whatever you want. In the same way people built Smash Brothers using Overwatch. Oh, gotcha. Okay. You can do stuff like that with Forge. So you're not necessarily shooting at each other, but for the most part, people are going to find fun and creative ways to still be a first-person shooter. The Portal Guns is a fantastic way to do that. Splitgate famously made that their entire bread and butter, where it's just Halo with portals. Now, the way that you see it here in Forge mode, it's not like super polished. It's a little orb thrown out on the ground. One is blue, the other is yellow. But you could throw grenades through them or run through them and portal your way around the map. Like Josh mentioned, some of the environmental stuff is very cool. Like One of the neatest things I saw was out in the forest at night, and there's like extreme fog. There's a a, a rain pouring down. The rain sounds fantastic. With the fog, it's super creepy. I could really see you being able to build some really fun content in that kind of mode. Yeah, the beauty of Forge is going to be that this is going to be what brings Halo Infinite back into the limelight, in my opinion. Anytime you put the creativity possibilities in the hands of the players, you're going to get some really standout things. Um, Red versus Blue, I mean, they had Forge in, I don't even remember what Halo it was last, but I mean, that's... That's what people play. Like people don't play just the regular standard multiplayer. Like you find the games that you love in Forge and you play those and the servers are always full uh you know for the really popular modes and stuff like that. So this is great news. Um I think it's going to be really cool for people like Michael even that 
don't really appreciate shooters because I'm sure we're going to wind up with things like, you know, uh, like just racing, you know, warthog racing and banshee races and stuff like that. Uh, I mean, the, the possibilities are limitless. So, yeah, I think uh, as long as somebody makes some unlockable super move in the upside down where I can be Eddie playing Metallica on top of a broken down RV with my super guitar. <laughs> sure. Let's you do might it. get it. Who knows? Let's do it. <laughs> it's definitely possible. You know, one of the other really creative things that I saw in the various leaks is where you can activate a terminal and then the the person created it where a wasp will all of a sudden fly overhead and drop explosive barrels as an airstrike. Like the fact that you can be that kind of creative force inside Forge really makes me excited to see what they do. Now, the one thing, though, is I thought that the workshop in Overwatch was going to completely overhaul how people played it. I did, too. And after a it's month... It's gimmicky, right? No one Never cared. Cut on. Nobody, no, one, yep. no, one, no one cared again. What's the best game in, in all of that? Parkour. That we still play. Oh, oh no. Well, you, you hated parkour. Yeah, I hate parkour. <laughs> Are you thinking gun of gun game. game? Game game. It's still the most popular. It's still the most... Like, that is... You know, we get hyped for Forge because we've seen what Forge can do in the past. I don't, maybe it's just Overwatch didn't lend itself to that so much, or maybe the tools aren't just as easy as Forge is hopefully going to be. But I really hope that it doesn't wind up like that, like Overwatch wound up. See, my worry is I'm not going to say it's too little too late, but I think there is a little bit of that in play where the game's almost been out a full year now. Well, I guess that's not really fair. I guess it's been uh, a It'll little be a over. Year in well, November, nine months, right? Yeah. December, All right. yeah, coming up on a year, and I just I don't know very many people who still play Halo Infinite. I think when Forge drops, there's going to be a big influx, but there's not going to be a whole lot done yet. Like you're going to see the early stages of what people create in Forge, and I think a lot of people are going to dip right out. I I do wonder if it wasn't a mistake. That instead of 343 giving us little pieces, right? Here's the free multiplayer. Well, now you can play the campaign by yourself. Well, now you can have the early stage of Forge. And now you can do co-op campaign, but there's no matchmaking. You got to go out and find your own friends. I feel like they're giving us these little pieces. If they had just waited and released everything at once, I get that that would have taken such a long time. But I feel like it would have been received very differently than what we have now. It was yeah. kind of forgettable. It was a flash in the pan. Everyone loved it for a couple months. I don't know that this is going to draw the casuals back. It'll definitely draw the hardcore players. But I, I'm kind of curious to see what happens. I'm very optimistic for Forge because I like the gameplay of Halo Infinite. You know, I, I mean, those were some really good times with Big Team Battle and stuff like that. And I feel like it's going to give it the variety that it needs to succeed. I hope. Maybe it's just, you know what? I mean? Maybe the arena shooter is just dead at this point. Like maybe people's attention spans just don't last that long anymore. You know, maybe. I mean, I hope that's not the case. But like I said, times change. Maybe it's just that times have changed. But I'm very optimistic for what Forge is going to bring and what it's going to allow people to do. But you touched on it, Paul. You have to have interested people to use Forge to make the levels to have the variety that people want to play. And if there's not enough people playing it, guess what? Then not a whole (laughs) lot is going to happen at that point. And you got to give them time to build the levels. They're not going to have it done on day one. You know, it could be 
two, three years down the road when you finally see what Forge can actually really accomplish. From what I understand, people still build stuff in Halo 5 Forge. And, you know, it's been forever since that came out. <sighs> All Guys, right, I, just, Michael- I just figured out that I can hold my breath for three minutes and 42 seconds. It's a new record. Oh, I almost passed out there. I'm so good. <laughs> All right. Yeah, we're done with Halo Infinite now. Let's move on to my favorite kind of news story, guys. <laughs> Grand Theft Auto news. Cue the air horns. GTA 6 has confirmed that they are going to allow us to have our first playable female protagonist. Now, technically, you could play as a female in the 1997 GTA, but there were no voiceover work. There was no story. We'll have the first opportunity to play as a female protagonist. And we're told she is part of a Bonnie and Clyde duo, which I assume means we're spending a lot of time robbing banks. I hope so, because that's (laughs) where GTA shines, man. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think that this uh, any GTA Six news is welcome news, in my opinion. Um, I, you know, I think it's cool that there's going to have like you know the first female protagonist. I, you know, we chatted kind of offline the other day. I, it's it's odd to me that that's a big deal. It shouldn't be a big deal. Females make up like fifty some odd percent of the population. <laughs> I don't understand why it's a, like it. You know, it, it R- is a big R- deal, but it shouldn't be a big deal. You know, women. <laughs> I think it's actually Sorry. like 53% I think, yeah, I think or something it's like, like that. And it's and shrinking. I, I saw something where it's like, I think it's less and less men. It's, like It's because women live longer than men. And so there's a lot of older ladies out there, for lack of a better word or term. But, you know, because of scientific advancements, I think that men are living longer as well now, too. So it's starting to right size. We're starting yeah. to catch up, huh? It's some really good BS, isn't it? I made that up yeah. just now. <laughs> So that's like the big news, even though it shouldn't be big news, it you know, so that's, you know, that's really neat. Where I think that the the actual interesting news for this is, is this Bonnie and Clyde duo. Yes, I love it. I really like that. I mean, that's what made GTA 5 so good is where you could you could view things from the different perspectives of like some of the different characters and stuff like that. Um you know, and what they touched on was just how grand their plans were for GTA 6 and how they actually had to pare those back just a little bit. Where they were saying that instead of having like a city like San Andreas or something like that, they were actually trying to cover like a large portion of the country for that's a while. Wild. Which yeah. is yeah, bananas crazy. if you think about the level of detail that goes into GTA games. And then they, I think they kind of went. Listen, we'd like to release this game sometime within the 2020s. We probably have to scale that back a little bit. Um, so instead of having like half the country that you can go through, what we're going to do is we're going to have this duo of people where you can play as Bonnie slash Clyde. We're using that reference because we don't really know uh, a ton of it yet. We do know that it's going to take place in Miami, which I feel like is everybody's favorite GTA Welcome you know, to Miami. As as, it's yeah. it's it's the best city in movies, TV shows, games. You cannot go wrong with Miami. Speedboats, fancy cars, beaches, little it's Cuba, fantastic. little Cuba, some good food there. <laughs> right? I don't know. I uh, this news like it excites me. A female protagonist, super excited. Finally, right? The other part, um, I don't like the fact that they're talking about how it's supposed to have up to four protagonists and. I got, I got, I get out with it. I, I did not like bouncing around between Trevor and 
the other two guys in Grand Theft Auto <laughs> <laughs> Michael, <laughs> Michael, and that's right, and then Franklin, Frank, yes, Franklin. Franklin. The other. I didn't yeah. like that because just as I was getting to a spot, it's kind of like okay, you're watching a TV show. I know we're a video game podcast, so I'll flesh this out real fast. But you're watching a TV show and. You're getting to a spot and you're like, oh, something's going to happen. It's about to boil over. And all of a sudden they go to a completely different set of characters. They don't come back to the characters that are about to do something big for another episode. And you're like, but what's uh, happening with what I care about? I did Michael, not like that about GTA. F- that's five. good storytelling. That's lost. how you do- look, dude. Look at Star Wars. Look at Star Wars, right? Yeah, when it's done <laughs> like, right. Re- re- Return of the Jedi. You've got <clears throat> you've got Luke and Vader with Emperor Palpatine. You've got Han and the Millennium Falcon. You've got you know the you know we all hate the Ewoks, but you've got the landing party down on Endor. Like that's storytelling to where Ewoks? you have all of the dude. Wait, you don't hate Ewoks? Dude, the Ewoks are the worst. Oh, the whole okay. yeah. the whole plot line of them worshiping C three PO. Is like the dumbest twenty minutes yeah, in all of, all of Star Wars. That is you know, good storytelling. You know, they go- were supposed to be they were supposed to be Wookies, but they would have yeah. gotten a PG thirteen or R rating if they'd have gone that route. And they said, "We'll make him teddy bears." Anyways, <laughs> no, I get what you're saying, Josh. I just, I just didn't like it as much as GTA Four with Nico Bellic. I liked having one character that I'm getting really attached to. I'm seeing the character get fleshed out. I'm seeing him do things. Um, Guy tries to date like nine different girls in that game, which is hilarious because he, <laughs> he struck out a lot, by the way. Um, but I just I didn't like the bouncing around. And now we're adding more bounce around characters in Miami, which is quite frankly a city that I just could not care less about. Oh, wow. No, nope. yeah, Miami rules, dude. I, I totally hear what you're saying, though, Michael. And I did not like the three protagonists in GTA the first time I played the fifth one, but it did grow on me later. And I could be wrong, but I think they ended up scaling it back where this next one is going to have three as well. I think they initially wanted four and then pared it down. Uh, but regardless, I, I, I love the idea of having more heists. We did a whole bonus That's round right. on our all-time favorite missions in games. And the first thing that always pops into my mind is Four Leaf Clover from GTA 4, which is when Nico robs the bank with his crew. And you could tell everyone loved it so much that when GTA 5 came out, they're like, we're leaning more into the heist. Online, we're going to release heist after heist after heist. Now you're robbing casinos and, and all that kind of stuff. So it seems like they're leaning into that side of things, which I'm 100% on board for. And the whole idea of playing as a female protagonist, it's not about being woke or anything like that. It's just a new experience, right? Like, we keep playing as male gangsters And there's a lot of overlap. Like, how many times are we going to drive by or plant car bombs and have the same conversations? It's just going to add a new flavor and a new experience. I'm I couldn't be more ecstatic about this news. I'm very hyped about GTA Six. Yeah, I am too. The downside is is that the other part of this article said that no, there's no other part. There's no other part. There is unfortunately (laughs) is that they're saying, and this is coming from I believe straight from Rockstar, but they're saying that it's at least two years away. Still, I'm so sad. Which means I'm putting it at 2025. That's going to be when GTA Six comes out. You could be right. I think they're going to shoot for 2024. And then it's going to get delayed to 2025. Yeah, I mean, delays are commonplace at this point. Every game gets delayed, especially the bigger titles, the big AAA titles. How God of War Ragnarok has not seen a major delay, even though it was rumored and then it came back to not delayed, completely shocks me. Maybe they just got the secret sauce over there, but I don't know. It's just, it's, I am excited about this game. I'm definitely excited about it. I just, I would have liked to see 
a really good female protagonist you stick with and see some new perspective, new story, do the heist, do all that stuff. Or maybe a Bonnie and Clyde that you stick with the whole time. Maybe you bounce back and forth between the two characters. But I know we're going to have more of this. Meanwhile, in Miami, on this side of the world, blah, 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 this person's doing that. And I'm like, but I want to go back to the character I was just playing and finish doing that. And I don't know. Maybe I'm just grumpy. But I didn't like it. <laughs> That's what it is. That Miami sun, Michael. It'll 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 make you happier oh, in no time. Miami's fine, by the way. People who live in Miami, <laughs> when I say I couldn't care less, it's just because I like New York and San Francisco so much, and Boston and Philadelphia. I've I've been to a lot of these places. Miami was cool. Most of the food you got good real real good food. Good real good real yeah food is there. But uh, I don't know in GTA game. Eh. Did Will Smith ruin Miami for you back in 1997? Yes. Maybe. <laughs> you could not escape that song. No, you could not escape that song. Welcome to my no, no. Just move on. Next, 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 next. Article. All right. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Yes, next news story here. You know, Michael, you said every game these days is getting delayed. And let me tell you guys, we got a three-for-one story here that unfortunately is about a whole bunch of delays. So Lord of the Rings Gollum, which is supposed to come out in four weeks, all right? We're, We're literally inches from the finish line. They have now delayed it, quote, a few months which is not very specific. They still have not said exactly how long it'll be delayed. Maybe by the time this episode airs, we'll know. But we have no clue when Gollum is actually coming out. And then Dark Tide, which is the uh, Vermintide Left for Dead style game, that has been delayed until November. So at least that's not a terribly long delay. And then what I'd probably like to talk about the most is... Knights of the Old Republic. Oh, this now, hurts, man. This one is this one stabbed me directly in the heart, and it did it with a lightsaber. Like, so it's cauterized. I'm still alive, <laughs> but it still hurts so bad. Like Kylo Ren right into Han Solo's heart. Oh, right, we can spoil oh, it. Don't even do that. Um, <laughs> Han Solo deserved more. Oh yeah, he definitely did. But guys, this is like the only remake that I said I really wanted to see because it's such a fantastic game. It's Bioware in their heyday. Tons of people haven't played it because it's 20 years old. And they've been working on this remake for three years already. Well, and it's that's, unplayable. That's a lot of time. 
And they say it's so bad that they um, have essentially just put it on ice. They say it is, quote, in serious trouble and, quote, delayed indefinitely. It's done. They even said at the current pace that the target would be 2025. Guys, how does it take six years to remake Knights of the Old Republic? This is what I don't understand because the game is already there. It's yes. already like all you have to do is make it look good. Just give us better hire polygons. Some, hire some voice actors, up the polygon count. You know, give us a few quality of life improvements from a game from 20 years ago and release it. I bet you now, there's some modders that would take it on for free. Oh, man, I bet you there is. But here's the thing with this is that they've basically come out. And if I remember right, it's like Aspire Studios is the one that's handling the the remake on this. And they basically said, listen, it's a beloved game. It's we're having to recreate the entire game. This is not just throwing polygons and hiring voice actors or whatever. We literally have to reinvent this entire engine and recreate this entire game from scratch. And it's like, I get that, but there's studios out there that are literally inventing games from scratch and making them. And releasing them within a few years, and you already have the template. The blueprints are there. You don't need. You know to, what I mean? Like you don't need that part. Yeah, you don't need to change <laughs> the story. You don't need to change the maps. You don't have to figure out all the threads and the plot threads and the flows. If the, the if you pick this answer, then yes. If you beat this boss, then no. You don't have to do any of that. All you have to do is make it, and please do. But it sounds yeah, like but it's it, completely dead. I, I am not hopeful that this will ever get off I'm the not, ground. I'm with Michael on this. They're saying it's on pause indefinitely. Uh, apparently, it is not sounding good for the KOTOR remake uh, on this one, <laughs> which makes me sad. I looked up the timeline of the original, and they announced that it was going to be made back in 2000. The game was delayed several times, and it released in 2003. Wow. So yeah. it took them three years to build the entire game. The whole thing. Story and all. And it's an amazing game. This is not saying like it came out and it was okay. Knights of the Old Republic 1 and 2 are some of the best RPGs ever made. Widely known as easily the best Star Wars game or games, if you put the sequel in there. A lot of people put in one, number one, number two. But then RPG-wise, it's in the top 15 RPGs of all time. There's a reason to make this game. People will buy it. They will sell it. Charge $60. Shoot. Put in a special edition box set for $278. I'll buy it. Michael I'll buy, buy two three. of them. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about three. Okay, okay Paul. But, but no, the whole thing is like, what? what is... I would like to know because they're being cryptic about it. And I want to know what the problem is. Why is it so hard? I feel like, honestly, it's lack of direction. I think that when you have a game studio or a game company that doesn't know where they want to go or have somebody that is directing everything, then that's where people run into issues. You know, look look when Jeff left Overwatch, man. It started falling apart. Yeah. You know, you need that guy to say, hey, here's the vision. Let's make this happen. You know, keep keep the different departments in line and talking or whatever. I don't know. I'm not a game developer. Apparently, it's pretty tough because there's all these <laughs> studios that are running into issues. Yeah. Last comment it's got to be this. a rough job. Last comment on this. Everything I'm reading about this, because I pulled up like four articles on it now. Every single thing is saying, 
we're confident it's going to be great. We're confident this is going to be fantastic. It's just a massive undertaking. I will bet you guys that within the next four Twig episodes, so within the next 30 calendar days, we're going to be reading about how the, the this is on ice forever. It's done. I hope you're wrong, but I think you're right. I don't know that we'll find out within the next month, but maybe within the next six. We'll, we'll find we'll out Gollum is going to fail miserably in the next month. Gollum, I could care less about, to <laughs> be honest too. with you. We trashed, or I trashed Gollum on the last time that that story came up. I was there with you. The latest iteration of Gollum looks so much worse than what we saw previously that I could care less about Gollum at this point. Like, honestly, I would like for it to be good. I actually just watched Fellowship of the Ring last night because it's been a long time since I've seen any of the Lord of the Rings. Watched it last night. Loved it. It's some of my favorite movies in the world. This Gollum game, I'd love to have Middle Earth, and, and but this game looks terrible to me. Gollum is not doing it for me at all at this point. Paul, have fun with your stealthiness as Gollum, Josh, and I will be <laughs> absconding to a different world. <laughs> oh, dear. And then our last story of the week you know, all three of us, we love VR. We've tried implementing some stuff about VR here on the show. We've done a deep dive on Demio. All three of us have Oculus Quest 2. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm not going to call it the Meta Quest 2. Yeah, I, I'm not calling I it hate that. that name. No you such thing me. as a Meta You Quest can't 2. make me. No, no. <laughs> Oculus is such a cool name. It's so stupid to lose that branding. Anyway, Meta announced that they are raising the cost of the Quest 2 by $100 which means that the cheapest version will now be $399. But it's not all bad news. Josh, tell the people about the new features that are being added. Oh, there's no new features, <laughs> by the way. Yeah, they're just raised. Oh, but they're giving you Beat Saber for free, which is a $30 value. Oh, it's like five years old, and we're going to raise it by 100 bucks out of nowhere? This it's is goofy to me, man. It's got to have a lot to do with just the state of the economies right now. Things are more expensive. Chips are hard to get a hold of. When I look at this, though, I think yes and no. Yes, is it still worth it? Sure. It's a good headset. It's the best portable headset, hands down. People agree with this, right? But oh, absolutely. if it's going to be your primary in-home headset and you don't plan on using it portal, sorry, folks, there's better options out there for less than 500 bucks now. HTC Vive Cosmos Elite, you can get that bad boy for about 450 bucks. It outspecs the MetaQuest 2 by a lot, from what I understand. And if you want to spend a couple hundred bucks more, too, there's just a lot better out there. So it just really depends on what you're looking for. I, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this. I feel like it kind of puts it in the same price range as almost every headset. So what's the advantage now? The advantage Here, was portability. Price. Yeah. Here's my price. thing. I still think it's worth the price. Like Honestly, to me, getting an Oculus Quest for $299 felt like I was getting a steal. Um. VR is, it, it, you know, it, it's a lot of fun in short doses, and then it sits on my shelf for six months. And then I have a ton of fun with it for a week or two, and then it sits on my shelf for six months. VR is a thing where you are paying for the experience and that just mind-blowing, you know, when you put that on and you play a game in VR and it works like Half-Life Alex or something like that. It's incredible, but it is not meant to be a primary console. All that said, I still feel like the Oculus Quest at $399 is still worth it because that's not phenomenally expensive. If you've never played VR, you're probably going to get a ton of enjoyment out of it. I get that they raise the price on it, especially later on. Usually things get cheaper, but with the economy and everything else, it's kind of like, I, I get it. It's not something that we see a lot. 
And surely this doesn't have anything to do with them losing $2.6 billion last quarter trying to develop the metaverse. Um, yeah. <laughs> as far as that goes. And failing. Right. But it's kind of yeah, like, I, I feel like $3.99 is actually a fair price for an Oculus Quest for what it is. It's just kind of hard to swallow going from 300 to 400. It's a 33% price hike. I, I get that it's got to go higher, but man, that's a lot of money. Like you're, you're weighing your options between a Steam Deck or a Switch or a Quest. And the Quest 2 is pretty limited in what it can do. If you already own all the others and you have expendable income, then sure, you probably don't care if it's three or 400 bucks. But if you only have three or 400 and you can only buy one thing, I'm not sure that it's going to be a quest two for most people. Yeah. I think that's, you know, at 300, it was a little bit more affordable. 400, I don't know. It's, it's quite a bit higher. It's just a shame because I would love for the entry price to go the other direction. I'd love to see it lower, get more people in there. But what are you going to do? I think if I had to make one choice, the only reason that I would get a quest, because I, I don't have a quest two, I've always wanted one. Um, but I've got I've got three other peripherals that I've got, and my thought though is I'd probably rather get the HP Re- Reverb G2 or the Vive because th- just the specs are better, and I'm yeah. not traveling with them. <clears throat> are those self-contained though? That's the beauty of the Quest is I can literally just grab it, take it to my friend's house, put it on, and it's ready to go. But how often do you do that? I mean, a decent bit actually. Yeah. You know, for people that have never tried VR and it's like, hey, I'm going to this, you know, nobody's tried this and I can just bring it with me. There's something to be said for the self-contained portion of it, like not having to set up the sensors, not having to have eight USB ports on your computer taken up by a full system. <laughs> there, There's a lot of convenience factor there. You, you make a good point, too, because legitimately I'm about to... Um, in September, travel for about 22 hours to the Philippines for work. I'm probably getting a Quest 2 and sitting in my little chair with my stupid VR headset on for 22 hours. (laughs) Yeah, but I mean, you can. You know, that's the beauty I sure can, and I will. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my goodness. You're going to look hysterical sitting on a a plane with your Quest 2. Just reaching out for things. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. well, we forgot the biggest news of the... We forgot the biggest news of the week, though. My Steam Deck showed up. Yeah, you got your ah, Steam Deck in. Oh, that's one of the mobile game gaming again. things, right? Yeah, yeah I could care less. I have a feeling on your Philippines trip, you might be using that Steam Deck more yeah, than Yeah, no, I'll be using that a lot. Probably a lot yeah. Quest, yeah. Oh, goodness. Well, you know, this was such a week for news. There was so much for us to cover. We want to say thank you to all of the listeners out there for downloading this episode. As a reminder, please check out our Patreon page to unlock the bonus episodes. You can do that at MultiplayerSquad.com. You can also come chat with the three of us on Discord along with other listeners. Just check out the link in the episode description. And moving forward, we will have a quick take episode on Saturday, as always. And then our next full-length episode will be on Monday, where we will be deep diving Wasteland 3. I feel like that one has been... uh in the works for quite a while. Yeah. So that'll be it's really a big fun. Game. Yeah. I was going to say, I'm looking forward to talking about it with you guys. I think it's going to be a blast. Yeah, I agree. All right. Well, thanks again, everyone. We'll see you all next time. Happy gaming. Paul, I love the fact that you just thanked everyone who downloaded the episode in my head. I'm like, are we not thanking the people that just missed the episode? Oh, they'll never know because they didn't hear it. They don't get thanks. Nope. No, no thanks, thanks to, to you. You didn't listen. <laughs> no thanks to you. Cheers, everyone. Uh, see you, everybody.